In the beginning, there was darkness. A void waiting to be filled with the echoes of destiny. From the depths of time, legends emerged. Heroes forged in the fires of adversity, their stories etched in the fabric of eternity. Through the sands of ancient deserts, across the vast expanse of galaxies, and amidst the tumultuous waves of the ocean, their journeys began. But amidst the chaos, there arose a whisper, a call to action, a beacon of hope. Now, as the world holds its breath, a new tale unfolds, a story of courage, of triumph against all odds. Join us as we delve into the depths of imagination, as we embark on a journey beyond the realms of possibility. For in every tale lies a lesson, in every legend a truth waiting to be discovered. This is not just a podcast. This is an odyssey, a quest for knowledge, a quest for inspiration, a quest for the very essence of what it means to be human. Welcome, dear listeners, to a world of infinite possibilities. Welcome, dear listeners, to the True Life Podcast. gentlemen i hope your day your evening your morning your week i hope it's going beautiful i hope you realize that you are far from a a a trip from the hospital to the graveyard you have so much life in front of you and so many miracles are waiting to happen and i got a great show for you today the one and only patricia linder she is an out-of-the-box magnificence mentor with a passion for guiding highly powered individuals and groups. Patricia brings over 17 years of experience in teaching, training, coaching, and healing. As a manifesting generator, her boundless energy and creativity shine through, allowing her to address challenges ranging from leadership to creativity and past trauma. Patricia's holistic and integrated approach is a beacon on your path to manifesting your desired reality. She excels in breaking free from outdated patterns and cultural influences, creating tailored experiences that cater to your unique needs. Patricia's calm nature radiates safety and unconditional love, inviting you to liberate yourself from judgment and expectation. Are you ready to embark on a life-changing journey, ladies and gentlemen? Because here we are, Patricia, how are you today? So first of all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the beautiful introduction, George. Hello. And um, yeah, uh, how am I? Just by listening to what you said, and you said the boundless energy she has. And right before we hopped on this um, live stream, I told you the honest answer. Mm -hmm. I'm happy that I'm a manifesting generator. That's not what I said. But I'm a bit exhausted because I right. didn't have a lot of sleep. It's early in the morning for me, but I am so excited to have this conversation with you. So thanks thanks for having me. I think it speaks volumes of boundless energy coming from like a long trip. Like whatever happened to you, look at you now. Like you're in fine condition. You look yes. beautiful. You're ready for your day. Like you must have boundless energy. Yeah. Seems as if, seems as if. 
<laughs> Fantastic. And, and that's, I think that's part of it. You know, I think that if we tell ourselves, maybe this is a big part of what we're going to talk about today is that our inner dialogue, what yeah. we decide to tell ourselves are the words we live by, right? Absolutely. I love this. I love this. And just in the last couple of days, you know, George, what I try to do when I got up in the morning, I looked into the mirror and today it was not a nice experience, but, <laughs> but I try to look at myself from an outer perspective. Mm -hmm. That sounds a bit woo or weird, but it is like, I am not this, um, so I am outside yeah. of who this body is. It's like a container and whatever I fill in, and that is so in alignment with, with what you say, what stories we tell ourselves. If I think I am in this container and I'm drowning in despair, in um, whatever comes my way, then I'm lost. But when I think I'm outside this container and I can look at this pink container or the purple one mm. and I see this in colors, yeah. then I feel like, oh, that is interesting. It's something going on around being tired. That is interesting to watch. Then it becomes less like um, attached to what I feel, what I look like. Mm. And it's no more worrisome thoughts that much than being in this container. I don't know if this is weird and maybe no. it's because I'm so tired today that I tell mm. you that stuff. This is beautiful. Like for so long, and, and maybe it's my age or maybe it's the amount of psychedelics I do, but I found myself with this relationship with the third person. Maybe it's the language we speak. You know, we are, maybe it is the language. Like there, there's something to be said about the subject object relationship. And so we train ourselves to see the world in this way, subject object. But what if it's more than that? Like what if we are in fact, this intelligence, this awareness outside of ourselves that really helps you understand your emotional state. Like that really helps you understand the language. You're using. That really helps you understand period. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what I started doing. And I tell you, so I really reveal a lot of stuff today. So we haven't really met before. And I told you about my my story of yes. uh, just a little sleep. And I did this because of body issues that constantly haunt me. Um, and I thought like, no, I'm not this story. I'm outside right. of this story. And I want to tell myself a different story. I don't want to be driven by the past and recreate the same story every day. And this is really coming from the bottom of my heart. I am so done with being inside the container and telling myself those victimhood yeah. stories. I love that. It's how did you get there though? It sounds like maybe you had to tell yourself a lot of stories before you finally got to this point of being aware, like, Hey, what the heck is going on? Like, why is this happening? Like, maybe you can tell us a little bit about who you are, who you were before you became who you are. If that makes yeah. sense. So that is a long story. So I know. like three hours of airing. You have to time. come back. Yeah. <laughs> next time, next time it's, it's not uncommon for me to talk to someone for three hours, okay. you know, so no. you will be coming back, I hope. And, and, but let us just be, where, where do you want to take that? I'll, I'll throw it out to you and you can take it wherever you want to. Yeah. So who was I? So I, I was several 
personas, so to speak. So yeah. I feel I was the high-powered teacher and teacher's trainer who wanted to succeed, be a success and make other people successful, mm-hmm. be it teachers and kids. And I wanted to see the human beings they are. I always wanted to not put them under pressure. So that was almost seven years ago when I left my teaching and teacher's trainer career. Um, I really was focused on revolutionizing the system. Mm-hmm. What I did, I exhausted myself. Um, I was very much in my head. I did mm-hmm. a gazillion apprenticeships just for my own personal development because I felt I am like divided into two. The one Mm. you see that is sitting in front of the camera, shining her light, and Mm. the one that has aches and pains, um, that suffers from anxiety and depression and not being good enough. And so I think I did all these apprenticeships just to recover from being split in these two personas um, and to really figure out what is it all about Because very often I found myself not understanding why this is happening to me and I couldn't see what is happening for me because Mm. digging deeper into my own stories, traumas and whatnot, um, I managed to realize so many things and I don't want to say that I'm there. I'm not there, but (laughs) I do my very best to apply everything that I know for myself and for people I work with. And so just from being a teacher and teacher's trainer to being sick and out of work, parallel doing a lot of apprenticeships. So I think that that's over 20 apprenticeships, deep apprenticeships, not like weekend (laughs) courses. Um, I find myself where I am right now. And um, most of the time I have quite some good days. Sometimes I fall back into this, what's going Mm. on? Yeah, it's slippery. It's very slippery. And sometimes you can hold it for a minute and get a good look at it. But then it's gone right out of your hand. For some people that may be listening, they may hear that and be like, oh my gosh, this incredible woman has it all. She has it all. And if they can see you, they're probably thinking the same thing. What does it mean when you say you're not there? Like, what does that mean? I think there is always another layer. (laughs) Always another layer. Okay. And um, so just talking about body issues, talking about business, talking about being a parent, being a spouse, Mm -hmm. there is always another layer. And the minute you think, so that's just, I'm speaking for what I experience. The minute I think, yes, now I got it. Now I'm so well in my body, in my relationship with my kids, with career, something (laughs) feels awkward. Something is off. I wake up with, um, this ache or this pain or some rash in my face or I have an argument with my husband Mm -hmm. or something is off with the kids or I just find myself, maybe that's not the right direction I should uh, continue to go in my business. So this is what I mean with not there. Um, There is some attachment there. So I really feel that 
I know how to detach, but still there is attachment to, it should be like this. It should go like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a huge part of, I think it's a huge part of the reason why Odysseus tied himself to the masts. You know what I mean? Because he heard the siren's call. They were like, come over here. Maybe the siren's call is like, it's never going to work. Maybe the yeah. siren's call is like, you know what, George, you're too old. You know, maybe the siren's call is, maybe that's what the sirens were calling. You know, maybe it wasn't this lovely song that called them over. But what a great metaphor that is to think about the negative self-talk that happens in our minds, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's mind-blowing to me. How, what do you do to... Like, do you have some techniques? Like when you know you're not there and whether it's a pot body ache or whether it's a, you second guessing something you're doing, like what are so, your techniques to like solve that? The one thing that I told you was this, just looking from this outside position at yep. what I see in this container, right. that's a body, that's uh, organs, that's everything that I think about. Um, another thing that was really a life-saving, and I don't want to say method or tool, I'm, I'm not yeah. supposed to say that, it's really a model for growth. Um, this is logosynthesis. I don't know if mm. you ever heard about it. Please tell and, me, I, I think of the word when I, when I hear logos. Yeah, so it is something about the language. And um, I am doubtful by nature. So I told you that I did all these apprenticeships and um, over the course of time, I thought I might need a coach um, just for my own development. That was way back, like six, seven years ago. And um, I live in a small town here. And I thought I'm going to pick the best of the best. I'm going to go to Munich and have this personality coach slash psychologist, whatever, because I was constantly in my head. I was trapped. Um, mm -hmm. I couldn't really make whatever I took on in those apprenticeships. I couldn't make this apply to myself. And so I went there, which is one and a half hours from here. I went there by car and she was a quite nice person. And then after session six, she said to me, Mrs. Lindner, I need to tell you something. I can't continue the work with you because you will never get there. <laughs> there is no cure for you being in your head. Whenever we work through a session, in the end, you fall back into the old pattern. I can't do anything about that. I think that is so crusted that you are. So she didn't say that I'm lost, but she meant it. She oh, meant wow. it. And I started crying. I started really bawling my eyes out. And she apologized, but then I left the practice and I went to my car and back on the highway and the streets were clogged because of a traffic jam. And then I took my cell phone and yeah. I googled for, how can I get out of the head? How can I unstuck myself? How can I get, get rid of all those crusted patterns? And one book fell into my arms that was about logosynthesis. And I read it. I immediately uh, got in touch with the author who is based in Berlin mm -hmm. and she offered me a logosynthesis session. And then um, 
I was so blown away that just after one hour, I felt liberated from one thing that kept haunting me. And so um, after quite some weeks, she invited me to do the apprenticeship, to become a practitioner and instructor in logosynthesis. That's what I did um, in Berlin and in Switzerland. And now this is a tool, technique, or a model for growth that I apply, I think, almost daily. I love working with it when I work with clients, and I apply it to myself. Um, and it, it functions this way that you... So everything is energy, mm -hmm. and it could either be in a frozen state, so no waves, nothing is flowing, mm -hmm. or it could be in the flow when everything is in the flow and your energy bodies and everything is in this flow, you feel amazing. You feel like I have it all. I'm abundant. I'm healthy. I'm happy. When there are frozen patterns in your, I, I want to say aura in your energetic yeah. field, in your body, in your cells, then you feel depleted. You feel stuck. You feel like, Something is going on. I'm frustrated. I'm depressed. Um, and logosynthesis just helps you get frozen energy patterns back into flow and into the right place. Because oftentimes, and that's, that's not who stuff, because, George, you might know that um, when you are around people that maybe uh, take away your energy mm -hmm. or... Um, they put on their energy, their bad energy into your field. So logosynthesis is doing that as well. It is um, helping you to get the, the energy into the right place. And that's just with three amazing sentences. And I was doubtful. It sounds weird, but it works. What, what was, can you give me an example of those those? that verbal jujitsu that does it like, it seems like there's a relationship going on with the language you speak and your actions and the way in which you see the world. But maybe is there an exercise that you and I can do that would be logocentric or logosynthesis? <laughs> so I think we could not do a deep exercise. I could invite people to logosynthesis yeah. day, which is just on Thursday this week, yeah. which is an amazing opportunity to really experience logosynthesis in breakout rooms, it's completely for free. What we can do, I can really tell you about how it worked. So I would love doing that, but it is diving deeper. That would make it a flat experience if we mm. did it right now, mm. because it is digging into the story that is going on. But we can pretend that there is a story, or I could tell you a story, a client story. Um, Sure. That I can bring to the table. That or the really mechanics. Whatever. What do you think is better? Like you can tell me the story about something happened, or you can talk to me about the mechanics of why it works. I think both of those would be fascinating. So then maybe I combine these two. So there was <laughs> there was um, a beautiful lady. She was a leadership. So she still is a leadership coach, a speaker, um, spiritually open, and I was on her podcast. Mm -hmm. And in the end, after show, she said to me, you talked about this logosynthesis thing and you said that it can remove blockages. 
and I have one blockage going on and I don't know where it comes from. And this is the beauty. This is a specialty of logosynthesis. You don't even have to know where it is because psychologists make you go back to, or psychiatrists mm -hmm. make you go back to experience to maybe be re-traumatized. And she says, I don't know what it is, but whenever I want to um, have a little bit more income, I want to crush the ceiling of how much I earn, I feel mm -hmm. guilty. I feel, and that's what she said, dirty. Mm. I don't know what this is. And this doesn't allow me to earn more money. So she had a good income, but she wanted to try to earn a bit more and it didn't work. And so we um, met for one session, which is most of the time between 60 and 90 minutes long. And um, I talked to her and I listened carefully to what is going on. And she really couldn't recall anything from her past or any sentences, anything around money. Oftentimes there mm. is this belief that money is bad. Money is the root of all evil. She didn't have this one. She said, I, I like money, but why do I feel so dirty? Mm. And I put her in, and this is why I said this would be like a flat experience, a surface level experience. I put her in this state where she went inside her inner pictures. And all of a sudden she told me, that is so weird. What I see now is a picture of myself standing in this cylinder that is like a, a tunnel, a cylinder, and it is covered with charcoal. And then she had some sensations in her body. That is very important. Mm. Uh, she felt so un unwell in this cylinder, and it was so dirty. So a lot of charcoal. We applied the sentences. The first sentence is um, calling back the energy that she might have lost somewhere, might have given away. Yeah. In the second sentence, and she just um, focused on the sentences. She repeated the sentences aloud. The sentence number two sends away everything that is not her energy. Everything she took on in all the dimensions, in all the bodies of her um, yeah, 3D reality. Um, and it sends it, to the, to the, it sends it to the right place, to where it really belongs. And sentence number three um, helps her release all the re reactions, the stored reactions, the learned reactions, the repeated reactions to, and I inserted this picture of me standing in a dark cylinder covered with charcoal or with charcoal walls. Um, in the beginning, she had a stress level of 10 out of 10 because standing in this charcoal tunnel um, and after the first round of logosynthesis and it takes us between four five minutes or six she was like okay now the picture changed and the charcoal is still there but it is not that thick layer of charcoal and she felt lighter. And then we applied it uh, several times. And in the end, the beauty was she could see her face being reflected in a glass that was immaculate. <laughs> and 
she said, I'm such a beautiful soul. And um, she she uh, told me about her experience with money just in the aftermath of mm -hmm. what we did. And she said, I could crush this ceiling and I didn't have this feeling of guilt and shame and being dirty. And she doesn't know where it came from. And that's the beauty of it. She just had this picture. Maybe that's a bit abstract right now, but oftentimes people can't recall, don't want to recall mm. um, an experience. And you could do logosynthesis. I could do it with you by you saying this scene that I don't want to share with you. And we could do that. I... <laughs> It's fascinating to me. Um, when I th when I hear that story, maybe this is my reflection of it, but like usually money's money seems to be inflated with or conflated with our values, and it seems yeah. like so many people are doing things for money. The only like most people get up and they go to a job not because they want to, because they have to. They're doing it for money. I think that's where the dirtiness comes in. Like. You have to pay people to do things. Like on some level of society, we're failing when the only reason people do things is for money. Like it is dirty in some ways, but that's kind of, I kind of getting way beside the point a little bit, but like, I can't help but think about that. Like, yeah, that's where we are right now. And she, I see all this charcoal around her. Like, is that yeah. like a symbol symbolic of her dying and like being trapped in this world of rock? Like it's so crazy to me to think, but it's sound, you know, what? here's another thought I have too, while I'm hearing this story is that, it sounds to me with logosynthesis, what you may be doing is fundamentally rewiring the brain in a short amount of time. It sounds like yeah. you're explaining neuroplasticity to me. Yeah. Like, and, and it's happening fast. Like how, how do you, I think science, whatever the heck that means, I think that there's a lot of, it would be fascinating to do brain scans. You get some neurofeedback during the logotherapy to see how that's changing the mind. What are your thoughts on neuroplasticity and logotherapy? So I think you are so on spot. I think we should do that. And I just recently came across, so that's not neuroplasticity, but it is just um, measuring the, mm -hmm. the um, heart coherence. And Ooh, I um, yay, <laughs> I, I, would, so I never had those wearables. Um, but Hello, Susan Brown, one. we're talking about you. Yes, we are talking about Susan Brown. I had Token of amazing, me. I had an amazing conversation with her, and I know her from Anya Schibert. Mm. You know her too. Shout and out to Anya, you're an amazing person too. Yay. <laughs> and so I ordered this variable, and I thought, like, I, I am not the neuroplasticist. Right. I am totally interested in how the brain can be re- wired yep. and everything but maybe this is giving me some insights and i want to try it out myself just for mm -hmm. what i do with myself and maybe 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 one day um i could really do some test testing around doing logosynthesis in groups or with clients and how it changes their heart coherency i don't know if this makes sense but so so i totally agree that it has to do with rewiring the brain and uh, rewiring the energetic field. And um, the inventor, the CEO of uh, Logosynthesis, Willem Lammers, 
um, who is an amazing, amazing guy. He wrote several books. You can all check them out because um, he does the deep stuff. He is a researcher. Mm. He is a psychologist. And he came across the um, benefits of applying logosynthesis in one of his sessions as he is trained in mm -hmm. NLP, in, I think, lots of modalities. And then all of a sudden it occurred to him that just the power of words as words of frequency as well. And you said it in mm. the beginning, George, yeah. the stories we tell ourselves when the connection between emotion and thought. And I think about bad connection, like really um, yeah. there is, um, let's talk about money again, money okay. and uh, all, all the, the dirtiness, the, yeah. the greediness and everything. Yep. When you can um, just disconnect what you mm. feel and what you think from, uh, when you just can get to a neutral point, then you are recreating something new. And then when you even fill in a new narrative, a positive one, a right one, a more aligned one with who you are and what reality is and what else is possible, then I think you rewire the brain and you change the heart coherency. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, to all of it. Like I, my, my, my brain is starting to work a million miles an hour. I bet you could write a formula. Like there's probably an equation. You probably use the golden ratio for this. Like, but I'm sure that there's a formula that you could put a number to, or, or maybe you could measure something between, between feeling and language. I bet you there's an equation we could use, and then that could enter the flow. So we should probably get. I'm gonna talk to her pretty soon, but. I bet you there's an equation in there that people yeah. could see. And when I and when I see what Susan's doing too, I've seen some of the videos where she's peeling back and explaining all these different graphs and stuff like that. Maybe she already has that system down, but it sounds yeah. to me like that could be in that formula somewhere. It's like, okay, this is the how we measure your, you know, this is how we measure your language, the frequency of the word, the frequency of the adjectives, the type of adjectives you use versus the amount of hours that you're feeling depressed. Like there's probably a total formula in there that you could pull out and synthesize. Yeah, and I, th <laughs> I think when you lose, I think there is a difference between the frequency of one word uh, in comparison yeah. to another, because there are all those um, researches when, uh, I don't know who, who it, so I think it was a Chinese researcher who did the, the thing about water when he talked to water in a nice way and you could see the beautiful crystals in water and when he shouted and was angry with water then the crystalline structure um just changed into a much different thing mm -hmm. that was not that beautiful or when you talk to plants in a beautiful way in a loving and caring way and so is it with oneself that is whenever someone says oh i'm so damn stupid Oh, whenever I hear that, yeah. if it is my daughter yeah. or if it is a friend, I say, what did you say? That's not true. Just talk in a different way about yourself. Yeah. That's such a great point. That would be such a great video or such a great mental image for people to create on their own is like, 
you are, you're shattering the crystalline structure that is the beauty of you when you use language like that. And we should be, there's, there's a reason why some words are sharp, right? Yeah. Like we, it's already in the language. Like that's a sharp word. What does that mean? It means it cuts to the bone. Like there's all these euphemisms and stuff we have in language that explain why we just haven't really taken the time to pull it out and, and show people. I think people are on the cusp of that. Maybe that's what this, all these new changes are. Maybe that's what we're being called to do is thoroughly understand how to communicate meaning in life. And so what do you yeah. And excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> it just it just drew me back to the beginning when I said I look at myself from the outside because then yeah. I can fill beautiful language into this mm. container. I can choose to be around people that add value to this container. Then I can leave out everything that lowers my frequency. And just yesterday, I got this beautiful reminder from my son when I shouted at the trains and the delays. And um, he said, how could it get any better than this? <laughs> Mom, you are teaching this all the way and um, all the time. And now you are grumpy. It doesn't help you to be grumpy. It just harms you. And I was like, okay. My son, who is not spiritual in a way that you would say, oh, he's very spiritual. Mm. Sometimes he rolls his eyes because of what I do, but he reminded me of mm -hmm. not harming myself, my soul, my body. You're such a, you are an awesome mom and an awesome person, it sounds like. Thanks for being so awesome like that. Like, yeah, it's totally ingrained in them. Like, obviously, you're transmuting these values to them that they're probably going to look back on later in life. Like, oh, my mom taught me that. Or maybe your grandkids, you know, but maybe, maybe this speaks to the idea of if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say anything at all. That's something my mom mm -hmm. used to say. Yeah. <laughs> maybe there's a lot of truth in that, right? Like, maybe whether it's in your head or whether it's somebody else, like, it, it does come back to language. And I, if you want to take it all the way back to the, to, to Timaeus, you know, we can talk about the logos, right? Do, do you know, like, what, what is the whole story behind the logo? The, the idea of, is there a relation between the logos and the, the founder, um, William, William Lamars? William Lamars, yeah. William Lamars. Um, What's the story yes. between him? So, yeah. so he's, so when, when I recall the, the teachings that is like seven years ago, mm -hmm. Um, he speaks about even the, the biblical in the beginning yeah. was the word, the power of the word, the yes. word creates reality. Um, some people say um, you don't have to use the word because that's just um, <laughs> a means of transportation. But I think he's so right. Yeah. There is such a, a huge power in logos in the word. Yep. Um, and it is synthesizing um, reordering in a good way uh, what is in your field just through the power of words yeah. in such a rapid and sustainable way. And yeah, I, I had an interesting thought that is just yeah. going in maybe a much deeper direction. Let's just hear when it. I heard you, when I yeah. heard you, I like the way you laugh. And going back. Going back to the fact that I was really drained in the morning <laughs> and we talking about energy and how our language, our surroundings, our thoughts could really um, change our 
-hmm. frequency, our feeling, our health, our everything, then I need to say that just this experience, being with you in this podcast, on this show, um, changes something for my reality. And I'm so grateful. I'm so really grateful for being on the show with you because you made my day. And this is a very deep sentence in the way I say it to you. I make me want to cry. Thank you. I, I I care deeply about the people that come on here. I, w- I want them, I want to hear what they have to say because I think it's meaningful. And I, I want yeah. there to be more meaning in my life. And if I feel it in my life, then other people have to feel it in their life. And when I hear the story about the young lady who, you know, talked about money and feeling dirty, like I, I think that our words and our stories, yeah. they really resonate with people. And we can all become that other person through our stories. Maybe that's the power of empathy, but it's powerful. And, and, and we should be listening to the things that we're suppressing. The, she, this young lady probably held onto that for a long time. And right. it needs to come out. Like when that comes out, other people get to feel a form of release when that happens, you know, and we bottle it up and people go crazy. Like, now, see, now I'm bird walking. Thank you for that compliment. I it, it it hits home. I was having a tough day, and you know what? I I appreciate honest wow. feedback like that. So thank you for that. So beautiful. And see, the sun is coming out for me. <laughs> uh, I need to just adjust. Of course. The shades. Oh, <sighs> wonderful! It's so wonderful. <laughs> what is it with peacocks? You love you have. I see all this iconography behind you, and like in all these pictures that you have. When I'm looking you up and I'm seeing these things, what is it? Something particular about their behavior? Is it the feather? What is it? So, first of all, thank you for <laughs> noticing it. <laughs> and yeah, it became one of my symbols, and um, just in an early stage of being in business, I did those meditations and I saw myself because I always felt like I'm not good enough I'm not uh, I can't survive on the market Mm. Um, I'm not a native speaker maybe I'm speaking too slow who am I to be out there who am I to change people's lives so that was that and I did a lot of meditations that is way back And I remember that I did this meditation when I saw my future self. And I just recently Mm -hmm. thought about that. And I saw myself in this long coat, like um, a dress (laughs) made out of peacock feathers. When I saw myself in this embodied Mm -hmm. version of being empowered, of standing in my power, being strong and radiating what I want to spread in the world. And I was like, oh, nonsense back then. A peacock coat, a peacock dress. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> and, I think it's beautiful. Um, I think it's yeah, beautiful. It was beautiful. I even painted it and yeah. I loved it. And then I was like a bit shying away. Oh, mm-hmm. that is about being proud of who I am. Yeah. And... um in the end, it is, but back then I couldn't take it. And just now it's one year ago, almost one year ago, I thought about launching another podcast because I did a podcast years yeah. and years ago, which yeah. was called Soulful Dialogues. I just recorded 
um, Zoom dialogues and I sent them out to Facebook. Mm -hmm. I didn't edit them. I didn't brand them. I didn't do anything with soul dialogues, soulful dialogues. Um, but people must have watched soulful dialogues because some of them reached out after years and said, when are you bringing out another episode? And I said, an episode of what? I don't have anything to, to bring out. I don't have a podcast. And they said, yes, soulful dialogues. And then I thought, maybe I can start something anew. And mm. now we need to make another shout out to the amazing Jason Croft. I don't know if you know him. I do now. Yes, he <laughs> is one of the most amazing people that I met on my um, business path. And now we became friends and he is the producer and editor of my show. And we brainstormed, we heartstormed, and um, we talked about magnificence and the word magnificence. And um, at that time, Peacock Feathers came my way. I participated in, um, in an artistic event and mm -hmm. someone sent me Peacock Feathers by mail. I could just show them to you. So I had Peacock Feathers in the mail and we talked and Jason said, that is a wonderful idea for Magnificence. And then he created this picture, yeah. that is this creation. He created it um, online and I made it my background as a real picture and I feel so connected to the facets of the peacock because it is the beauty yeah it is the standing in the power and showing who you are and this doesn't make people look away when um, a peacock just opens this fan you need to look yeah. at the peacock then what I love about the peacock is that the feathers um, look like eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they are beautifully um, like um, organized, I wanna say, and connected. And there is this aspect of connection. So they are connected to, this, to each other. So they stand alone, they radiate their unique light and they are connected. Um, and they can be shown and they can be um, just put away, um, relaxed, being in the cave, being in darkness, <laughs> and then again showing up and showing your gifts, your magnificence. And I think it goes well with the word magnificence. Thank you. That is beautiful. And it, it speaks volumes of the way in which you describe the symbolic meaning of that to me could be a reason why people in your life may want to stand in the background and be magnificent or be comfortable standing in the background and being magnificent. You know, it's, it's, it's fascinating to me. And if we go a little deeper on the idea of that, of that idea, I don't have enough time. We got 10 minutes. Otherwise I'll, I will, I will go deep into this one. When you come back, we'll talk about it. But so how is it like having people come to you and, and like, so you've made this transformation and now people, you have your own clients, you got your podcast, you have so much going on, but now people are coming to you and you are actually able to help them with logo synthesis. What does that feel like? So it is not, so just 
to add another layer. It is yeah. logosynthesis is one part. I do the human okay. design chart readings, and I would love to have you on my magnificent show and look at your human design. Um, um, there is a multitude of of things that I can do for clients, but it is okay. about clarity. is mm. It's about ease and it's about direction, seeing their own magnificence. Um, and so I don't know if I'm going off topic right now, but it's what I had on, on my mind <laughs> when you talked about let's go deeper, I thought about, yes, I need to share this. Yeah. Because you said the, tr the transition when I yep. started being an entrepreneur, and that is in quotation marks because I feel I wasn't the entrepreneur in the beginning. It was more like a hobby. Um, and uh, I stopped being a teacher. I booked thousands and thousands of expensive courses, programs around business. And one of them, again, guided me through meditation. What is my purpose? What am I here to share? And the lady did the meditation and she took us into the heart space. And she said, and when you enter this portal in your heart, <laughs> then you are going to discover your mission, your purpose. What are you here to share? And I went into my heart space and believe me or not, George, it was dark. It was pitch black. And I was starting to really freak out just internally because this meditation was beautiful. Okay, I'm here to do nothing because it is dark. And then I just thought about why don't I just with my inner eye look for matches in my um, pocket or maybe just light the space. And I had this lighter in my pocket just in in this meditation and what i saw when i lit the space i saw treasure troves standing around <laughs> and people standing behind those treasure troves and the treasure troves were filled with pearls and gold and sparkling stuff and they were standing behind that and i got it it is showing people how magnificent they are showing people what their gifts are. And you ask me, and I, I try to make it like full circle, um, what does this feel? It feels mm. like really making an impact on people's lives, um, helping them see the full spectrum of who they are, helping them dig deeper into who they really are at the core, which they couldn't see. And again, when we talk about um, the power of the word in a different context, mm -hmm. when I speak to them, when I'm in their presence, I always see the hidden beauty, the hidden treasures, the hidden gems that they might not be able to see right now. And for me, this really is a mission. That's not a job. That's not my career. That is something that I wanted to do with the kids I worked with at mm -hmm. school. Uh, there are now dumb kids and intelligence kids. So they are just individuals and yep. every individual shines their light in a different way. Um, and so it feels like really being on my mission. That, it's, that is what it feels. And it gives me so much when I see people 
step into the limelight, step into their power, step into their hidden gems and really um, get the validation from the work when, when everything that might not serve them through logosynthesis, when we just uh, take away the layers that might not serve them, when they see how beautiful they are, talking about the lady in the cylinder and the mm -hmm. charcoal, she saw her beauty. For me, that is like soul food. It's a wonderful answer. So I'm glad you answered <laughs> it like that. Like I, if I, if I, I, what comes to my mind is all of a sudden I see the peacock standing there and then it fans, you know, like, yeah. and it, like it just, at first off, it's just standing there. Like, are you watching me? Watch this, you know? And then there's all these eyes watching back at you. Like it's so, it's impressive. And like, yeah. and just like this, an hour has already passed. Like, it's like that. You know what I mean? But don't worry. You'll be back. And I can't wait to learn more about this. But before I let you go, I wanted to give you a few minutes to talk about where people can find you. What do you have coming up and what you're excited about? Yeah. So people can find me on LinkedIn, of course, just under my name, Patricia Lindner. And I am on Pick My Brain. Shout out to Maxine Cunningham. <laughs> you know her as well. Um, and um, I offer human design chart readings for free when people go to my Pick My Brain page because I want to really give this gift away so that people can see how amazing they are. Mm -hmm. And then I have a website that is www.patricialindner.com and they can find everything about me they can get in touch with me they can reach out on all the channels that i have out there and i would love to really get to know more amazing people and more people that are willing to step into their power and shine their light that's so wonderful i think everybody listening to this if you're watching it then go down to the show notes and check it out if you're listening to it after the podcast is over or just go over to the show notes and check it out and reach out to her if you're if you're at all intrigued about the idea of what is possible, then go and, and book a call with her. Check her out. And I, I, I really enjoyed this conversation. And I can't wait to learn more about who you are, the ideas that you have, and the services you provide. I, I think that the people you surround yourself with are amazing. So thank you. Thank you so much. And I don't know if I am allowed to just of course. Anything. add another layer. I just saw that Thomas was on or is on. Shout out to Thomas over here. Did you see that? Yes, I can. And he said, be sure to ask for a card. That is so beautiful. That's so sweet. Because that is another of my woo aspects. And um, I love doing that. I, I don't know if you are into cards. That is not one of my mainstream main uh, services, but I love Oracle cards. What, what kind of cards? Oracle cards, you know about them? I have, so if I switch the camera around, you see around about 50 card decks. Oh. And you know why I have them? I am an artist and I love the beauty of the cards and how they can speak to people's souls, hearts. And maybe just to finish that, I don't know. Yeah. So you are the host. Yeah. I just could walk over and yeah, please. I would, yeah, I can't. We can't let it go without seeing them. Yeah. Just for everyone who is watching, pulling one card. So I need. Yeah, to please do. Walk. Yeah. Over. <laughs> it's magnificent. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and I don't know why I'm drawn to 
Let's see. That so see, this is for one of the many. Mm. And I thought we are really talking about so many sacred things and yeah. rebelli rebellious things. I love it. Changing the world. And I haven't worked with this deck for a while, but just I'm pulling a card with the intention that it may serve those who watch this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. now we're talking. Yes. <laughs> and when I pull a card, I need to close my eyes because okay. I really feel what yeah. card it is that is correct and serving people. Yeah. Thank you. And Thomas, thank you for making this happen. This one. Ooh. Does Facebook allow us to show naked? Absolutely. Pictures. <laughs> wow. That is a great card. It is against the grain. And for further meaning, so it is underwater. That is interesting. Mm. Underwater. And you see in the background, there are birds. Oh. And the lady is swimming underwater. And maybe, and I hope that this is true. I need to check it out. So there is a long text, but just grabbing the the overall meaning. Yeah. Just give me a second. Sure, take your time. Uh -huh. Against the grain. So I don't read out everything, but what it says is you want birds to be able to fly underwater. You want love to trump over. You want humanity to relate to each other as equals and to recognize the sacredness in you and in the world around you. You want to unleash the beauty that hides in even the ugliest of scenes of, or sentiments. You want to make possible what others say cannot be. You are a radical dreamer, a sacred rebel, and you bring the light of a more positive future to the world. And then there is much more. Hey, what a beauty this card is. It is really just summing up what we talked about. It makes me want to cry when you read that. I was like, Love yes, yes, it. yeah. Everything that you said, I'm like, yes. yes. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Let's be sacred rebels and make birds fly underwater <laughs> thomas says that's literally the intro to george's podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's so true thank you thomas for knowing that it's so amazing amazing wow yeah. what a synchronicity i don't believe in those right like it's it's just more than that like what does that mean like do we have time? To, it's already an hour. You have two more minutes? Is that what you do two or three or four? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. Okay. So what is going on with synchronized? Like, what does that mean, you think? Like, like, we just saw this thing happen. Like, it was a real-life synchronicity happen. Like, what is that? So for me, it is really... So everyone has those synchronicities. Yeah. They are not coincidences. And I think most of the people, they think it's a coincidence when something happens. But yeah. for me, it is synchronicity that is universe showing you that this is in alignment and this is showing you um, you are on your path, yeah. you are on your mission, 
That is so true. That's just a confirmation. And I think, again, it's about energy and frequency. Mm. It is just um, the answer to what you radiate that comes to you. So it is like like the inside, so the outside. So that's that's it for me. What is it for you? I think of the logos. I think of the way in which the ancient Greeks spoke about the logos talking to them. I think that's what they're talking about. I think that that is the word. I think nature speaks to us through us. I think that you can yeah. see divine things happen in nature and it's trying to communicate to you. And that's what these synchronicities are, whether you look at the clock and it's 444 or you yeah. pick up the phone and somebody's there. Like This is the world communicating to you on a level, trying to make you conscious. Maybe you're becoming conscious of it now if you're listening to this, or maybe you already are, but you know, I, I think that that's what these are. And it, and it is. It's Now it's something that you and I get to share. And Thomas and everybody that made this thing happen, Like maybe that's us coming together to get to see these small miracles to help us understand we are on the right path and that we're we're doing something good and it's a maybe it's the lighter in your pocket in your dream you know what i mean it's all those things yeah and i just when when i listened to your voice um i saw i literally saw this connection so you are in hawaii yeah jason is in colorado Maxine is in Vancouver. Anya is in Slovenia. Uh, did I forget? Thomas is in the UK. Yeah. Um, there is this, I'm in Germany. There is this worldwide web of connections of love, yeah. of like-minded, like-hearted, like-hearted yeah. and heart-centered people. That's so really nice to... a web around the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's and we're shedding a little bit of light on it now. Like it's there's so it goes so deep. We should yeah. get them all on here and start. Yeah, having... and I just thought there are so many more people that we could mention that we yeah. might know uh we might know both and that we love and that we appreciate. So everyone that we didn't mention included. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love this is really fun. I really enjoy talking to you and I'm 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 looking forward to coming on and, and, and talking to you on, maybe I can come on your podcast. You can do my chart for me and yes. we can have a deeper conversation. You can come back with some other people and we can, we can sh maybe test out this whole, see how sturdy the web is and, and yeah. talk to people on the other side of the web. And it'd be really fun. Let's do that. Let's okay. make that happen. <laughs> okay. Before I let you go, what, what is the name of your website? Or, um, my website is www.patricialindner2n.com. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, go to the show notes. Check it out. Thank you for playing a huge part in our conversation today. That's all we got. Hang on slightly afterwards. Patricia, I'll talk to you real briefly afterwards. But to everybody else, thank you so much. Thomas, Mark, everybody that chimed in over here, we love you guys. Thank you for everything. Aloha. Aloha, everyone. Thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the True Life Podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you're taking some time to listen to this, whether it's your first podcast with me or you've been with me the whole way, I truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Additionally, I would like to try to inspire everyone. The world is a crazy place. And if you listen to your heart and you take some chances, I really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine. I've been doing the podcast for about five years. Last year, I decided to take the plunge 
well, circumstances dictated that I took the plunge. And I did. I've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now. And it's been so rewarding to me that I just want to try and inspire other people. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, follow the voice in your heart. Listen to the song on the wind and embrace the challenge. I think you're strong enough, you're smart enough, and you're good enough to make your dreams come true. But you have to believe in them. And I truly believe wholeheartedly that if you take a chance, a real chance on what is possible, then your dreams will unfold in front of you. Uncertainty can be a monster. It can be something that we run away from. But much like fear, if you stand in front of it, it's not that big of a problem. I know everyone listening to this has a dream and a vision, and I hope you all conquer it. And I want you to know it's possible. Take baby steps and move towards it, and you will get closer to it. Your relationships will be better. Your life will be better. And you know what? You deserve it. You're an amazing person. If you get a moment, go down to the show notes. If you can, support the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get to it.